This is Leah and Alana watch The X-Files. Leah has seen it, Alana hasn't. And that's it. That's all you need to know. Uh, I'm Alana. I'm Leah. And here we are, episode two. Episode Part two. Just to start off, I want to say congrats to us for absolutely actually doing this once and then even more surprisingly doing this a second time. So accomplished at this point. I mean, this is maybe the most I've done in the past, what, six months? Yeah, it for sure is the most I've done, uh, <laughs> definitely. And just to think, this is season one, episode two, you know, this is, this is just the beginning. It really is. I mean, when we get to like episode 10 and we're still recording, that's maybe when I'll be like, <laughs> okay, we're really doing this. It's yeah. really, we're, it's really happening. You think episode 10 of season one is when you're going to get that feeling? This is 11 seasons and <laughs> <True>. two movies. <laughs> yeah, I won't really feel like we're actually committing to the whole thing until we're like on the last episode of episode 11. I mean, season 11. There you go. Well, we will not quit. No. Well, hopefully not. We'll see. <laughs> remains to be seen. We could always, you know, like take like, I don't know, an eight year break like the show did. That's true. We don't have a time limit on this except for, you know, whatever time limit is on our lives, on our existence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on this we're gonna, Which is questionable at this point. So we're going to do as many as we can right now. Right. Exactly. That's really what's <laughs> driving me. Yeah. Is <laughs> the impending doom that we are all facing. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we watched episode two, mm -hmm. titled Deep Throat. Yes, absolutely. Um, from the beginning, I just want to say, I don't really know why it's titled Deep Throat. Okay. Um, I mean, I, underst I understand the <laughs> reference. I know that Deep Throat is the name of the whistleblower in, like, the Watergate scandal. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I understand how that relates to this episode, necessarily. <laughs> Okay, so I have an answer for that. The guy that Mulder meets in like the first or I guess the second scene in the bar, um, they call him Deep Throat because he warns, I don't know if they say it in this episode, but that's like the implication because he comes to Mulder and is like, you know, stay away from this case and tries to warn him about what is going to happen, and Mulder's like, absolutely not. I will do as I please. Okay, got it. Did, did they <laughs> Did you miss, did you, Alana, did you watch this episode? Uh, actually, I wanted to be honest about this um, at the beginning of this conversation. I watched this episode three times in the past okay. week. Great. Okay. And not because I, I thought it was a great episode, not saying that it wasn't, but because I was not sure I was understanding it. Mm. Um, so I watched it the first time and then finished it and a couple days went by and I was like, you know what? I don't really know if I got that episode. Let's try so again. <laughs> I watched it a second time and then I felt like, okay, you know what? I think I got it. But then the night before we were going to record this, I was thinking about it again, and I was like, you know what? I'd, I don't know that I actually did get it. So I watched it right before 
Mm. We started having this conversation. So I am okay. fresh having just seen this episode. <laughs> and I still did not know that they say that in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know that, that he warns him not to do this case? No. Oh, no. I know that. I didn't. Oh. But I didn't hear him referenced. I didn't hear them call him Deep Throat. No. Well, okay. I, I, <laughs> I just watched it as well. But I don't know. I don't. I'm not 100% sure that they say it, but it's, like, implied based on the fact that he's, like, works for the government and is warning this is warning Mulder. Okay. But now now I am wondering if they do say it, but I, I don't think that they do. But maybe they just coin it later on. Maybe they just say it in a later episode. I mean, we definitely shouldn't trust my reading or understanding or memory of this, but I don't think that they say it in this episode. I think you're right, which makes the title slightly confusing, and I will give you that. Okay, great. Finally. Finally, it's okay that I watched this three times. (laughs) Yes, I mean, I I will be concerned if you don't get, like, the plot points later on, but Mm -hmm. the deep throat thing, you know, I'll let it slide. I guess I just want to say in my defense, you already know this, but for our listeners at home, I feel like I am recently recovering from maybe two weeks of black mold poisoning via my old air conditioner that I sit next to. Um, So, you know, I'm going to use that as an excuse for why (laughs) these past two episodes I haven't really understood what's going on. And now I've cleaned the filter. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just. I, we're gonna to... remember that in the future. If there's ever a moment where it's unclear again, I'm gonna make you check for black mold because this is now your excuse. I think that's a that's a good that's a good idea. When I start not understanding things again, it's probably <laughs> it time. Must to... be poison. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to clear my air conditioning filter. There we um, go. So episode three, I'll probably need to clean it again. <laughs> Perfect. It's just going to be a constant. Um, I just want to start off the discussion on this episode um, with something not related to plot at all, which is um, the fact that Scully's hair changed from episode one to episode two. I don't know if you picked up on this, but these are the things that I am noticing this time around. I did not pick up on that. So can you describe the change to me? So it's a little shorter. And she's got, like, more of a bang now. Okay. All right. So she it's a fresh like, cut. Yeah, she got a fresh cut, and it's, like, a little bit more 90s. Like, it almost looks like they were trying to make her look a little older. Because she looks really young in the first one. And yeah. she is really young. Well, she's not, though. I mean, she is young. But I think that maybe the character of Scully is supposed to be older than Gillian Anderson actually I, is. I, it's unclear to me. Just, like, thinking about it logically, she, as we talked about, graduated from med school. Mm -hmm. um, And med school takes a long time. And not only did she graduate from med school, but she's been in the FBI for two years. Two years, So I feel like she's supposed to be late 20s. And Gillian Anderson is not in her late 20s in this right now. Yeah. (laughs) Right now, Gillian Anderson is in her late 20s. (laughs) Right. Currently, in 2020. Presently, yes, that is her age. Um, But that's a good point. She probably is, I mean, maybe the only woman to play older at this time. So many women have to play younger, and they were like, no, no, we're going to, 
we're gonna flip the script. Yeah, but we gotta give you a light bang to make you yeah, just because people are gonna know, people are gonna question it. Yeah, a light bang and a big blazer. I'm trying to think about what I thought about this episode, <laughs> and you know what? Maybe just to start, I don't want to do it. But I think maybe you should give us a brief synopsis of the plot of this episode. Okay, you bet. So, uh, essentially, a test pilot, I guess I don't know if we know that from the beginning, but a test pilot um, for a military airbase is found with rashes all over his body and then is basically taken um by the military and disappeared um so it's like the disappearance of this guy mr uh buddha house i don't know his first name if they ever tell us um i don't think they do and to me it's uh, correct me if if maybe i missed this but they're not even actually on this case like Mulder just hears about this and he's like I'm gonna go so exactly here we go. and Scully is like this isn't even an x-file why are you interested in this and he's he plays real coy about it he doesn't he really him. does he really he plays it pretty cool and he also refuses to tell her that who we now know as Deep Throat warned him not to go because they're tapping his phone and it's this whole ordeal and he's like you know what none of this this is not need to know so let's just let's just go and put our lives at risk right and he really doesn't fine. feel the need to share any of this information which seems um not the best way to be a work right. partner but i think he knows that if he if he tells her she's not coming because he's like listen this test pilot disappeared um so i think that they're testing ufo technology that's pretty much that's that's the plot and um i would assume based on scully's reaction throughout the whole episode that if she knew that from the beginning she would not have joined him on this yeah no probably not um something that i wanted to talk about which I, you know it's maybe not explicit um, in this episode, but the first scene with Mulder and Scully, mm. Scully is at a bar and she's waiting for Mulder mm -hmm. and Mulder comes up behind her and announces his presence, not by saying hello, not by tapping her on the shoulder, no. not by like touching her arm. He announces his presence by literally maneuvering his face silently to be in front of her face. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I just thought that was so, again, it, it's very a weird way to interact with your new coworker. Um, <laughs> and it's also like very flirty, very, yeah. um, very confident. And that plus some other things that happen in this episode really make me believe that at this point in time, Mulder and Scully are already sleeping with each other. That wow. is what I believe. And I that's know a, that that's a bold claim. I know. And I know that it's not going to be said in the show, but <laughs> I believe that it is implied in the way that at least David Duchovny is playing this character. I mean, I would agree. It's just, it's very, it's very flirtatious and it's, 
it's very comfortable. Like neither of them are opposed to this type of interaction. It's not like he's coming around and being like all up in her face and she's like, Mulder, we are coworkers and that's it. She's just like, okay. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's it's not just flirty. It's so comfortable and familiar. And they mm-hmm. seemingly have just met, but they are so comfortable with each other. Well, they just spend every moment together. And maybe that continues when they go home at night. That's what I believe. Um, they're not going to show us that, at least at mm-hmm. this point, but I think that's <laughs> happening. Um, and another... Another thing that that scene made me realize and and admit to myself is that I am truly just minutes away from being full-on obsessed with David Duchovny. Mm. It's coming. I know it's coming. Give me another episode, and that's going to be where I'm at emotionally, mentally. I just feel it. Yeah, I'd say, like, by the time we're at episode five, it's going to be, like, a full-blown take over your life this is who you are now obsession and that's really why I made you do this (laughs) I wanted to watch you spiral into this celebrity crush Uh, I resent it because I know it's gonna happen (laughs) I know it's gonna happen but the good news is is like think about all the content that you have yeah that's true I I will just have an endless amount of David you will will never run out (laughs) So they really go into the aliens in this one. Can we acknowledge, you know, it, the first two episodes are, are alien heavy. Yeah, this is extremely alien heavy. Although it, seemingly there are not actually aliens in this episode. The aliens true. are actually military people who have stolen alien technology. Right. It's it's UFO heavy. It is It is hinting at this existence of extraterrestrials. It also is, I think, one of the strongest examples of Scully's skepticism. Yeah, she's, she's, she's very resistant. She's yeah. very resistant. And even at the end of the episode, not to like jump ahead, but a lot of stuff, fucked up stuff happens in this episode <laughs> that she sees and is aware of. No. And at the end, she says, I wrote it down. Let me see what yes, I wrote down please um she she still wrote we don't know anything Mulder and that's what I'm gonna write in my field report <laughs> yes she does and then she also in her like um case report just writes like this case is closed and I'm like at what point did we solve it because <laughs> I don't think that any of it is wrapped up I mean, the guy that was missing came back. Yeah. But he's, like, severely unwell and doesn't remember anything about his life. Let's talk about that guy. <laughs> yes. Yes, Because yes, yes. from the beginning, so the opening scene of this episode is there's, like, a big police, like, presence outside his house, mm-hmm. and the wife comes up and is like, what's yes. going on? That's my house. And whatever agent is there is, like, this guy stole a military vehicle and drove it here, and now he's, like, maybe armed inside the house. And mm-hmm. the wife is not surprised at all. No. She really has no reaction to this, which, like, if that was my 
husband, I would hope that I would be surprised that he stole <laughs> a military vehicle and there's like a standoff with the police happening. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's very, very calm about it. like she's you can see she's like a little upset, but she's mostly just worried for him. She's not concerned about the behavior in general. Um, but I think that it is potentially because he, he had been exhibiting like concerning behavior before then, right? Like yeah, and he puts fish flakes on his food and stuff like yes. that. I wanted to talk about that because yeah. I don't, I, I wouldn't see that as a symptom of what they're saying is like stress induced um, mental illness is he's eating Mm-mm. fish flakes. And no. also when the wife tells Scully, he's eating fish flakes, Scully is like, well, did you ever try to talk to him about this? <laughs> Like, imagine the person that you're married to just starts putting fish flakes on their food and you don't say anything. Yeah, I don't, I mean, Scully in that scene, I think, says a lot of questionable things. I'll I'll be honest, because at at one point, (laughs) she's, you know, questioning this woman and hearing all about what's been going on and is then like, well, you know, the uh, military and the government is not above the law. And granted, she should be correct, but I would say based on a lot of evidence that they just might be. And um, she's a little bit hopeful. She's a little hopeful about this. Yeah, they clearly are above the law. Clearly. (laughs) Many times in this episode. Yeah, yeah. I would love for there to just be like a, it doesn't even have to be a full episode, but just, like, a scene of Scully, like, present day reacting to just anything in the news. I don't, I, if Scully were a real person alive mm-hmm. right now, I think she would be having a very difficult time. Oh, yeah. She'd be really struggling. Like, more so than the rest of us. We're all struggling, but I think she would be having an especially hard time right now. This would all just be such a shock. right just she couldn't she wouldn't believe it i do think this episode though is brave in a way because it is very anti-military which is not a stance i would expect a network television show to take on the second episode yeah (laughs) they really went for it though they did and i appreciate it because essentially what they say many times is that these pilots um are, I guess, flying these military UFOs with alien technology, and it makes them go crazy, and then the military abandons them, or kidnaps them, and does fucked up stuff to them. Yeah, so I, I have a question. I want your, I want your take on this. Do you think that it's the actual flying of these crafts, whatever they may be, that is messing with these guys' heads? Or do you think that the military, the the greater military, is erasing their memories each time they do it? Okay, so I'll I'll just interject here. I think it's the second one. (laughs) I want to make that clear. It seems to me that 
the military is interfering with it so that these guys don't really know what they're doing. I and that disagree. is what's messing with them. You disagree? <laughs> I disagree. Okay, great. I think it's that, um, and I think what they say a couple times in the episode is that it's literally just the stress from flying these UFOs that are making these guys go crazy. And But it's not the stress. Well, I... I think that's one Come of the reasons on. I rewatched this episode three times because I was like, it's, it's just stress. That's all this is, is just stress. Um, but Mulder very explicitly says that what he thinks happens, and as we know, Mulder is always correct, is that this pilot, Mr. Buddha, Buddha House? Buddha House. Mm-hmm. Buddha House um, suffers a mental break, and then sure. he becomes a... Um, a risk to the military because he's like gone crazy so he might tell people and at that mm. point that's why they um disappear him and fuck with his memory okay okay that's um that's valid points now i'm gonna bring in my piece of exhibit b um the other woman's husband whose name i don't remember but it's the Mrs. Buddha house is like, oh, well, you know, something similar happened to Mrs. What's-Her-Face. And they go there, and that guy is just sitting outside, clearly not mentally there, just, like, learning how to fly fish. No, and... let's talk about what he's doing, specifically. He is <laughs> okay, pulling yeah. out strands of his hair and <laughs> wrapping it around a bee? Is that how people learn how to fly fish? I don't know. I've never fly <laughs> I don't know. Me either. Um, but <laughs> I don't think so. Also, I don't... his wife is watching him do this with such pride. She's like smiling through their glass door window. She, so happy. She's just glad that he's alive. You know, she doesn't care that he's just fully deteriorating before her eyes. She's just like, you know what? When you're the wife of a test pilot, you're just happy when they come home. And uh, you know what? That's probably a fair point, but... I'd be a little upset if this is what came home. Yeah, I'd be pretty upset. But so that guy, also clearly having some mental problems, doesn't seem to know a lot about what's going on. So why, why, why is he that way? Well, because not... I think they have the, there's multiple pilots who are doing this, and what it seems to be is that doing this, whoever is flying these UFOs. Mm goes crazy like it's not just an uh one case where one guy who's doing it was too stressed out it's like these ufos are stressing everyone who pilots them out to the point where they all have a mental why are they stressing them out (laughs) i would love to know i don't know but i guess that's you know what we don't know about alien technology i guess i think it's all the military i think i think they're fucking with them that's but fair. it could be it could be both. It could be the stress of doing it and having to keep the secret. And then also the military's like, we're gonna just like just really quick just come into this room. Like, don't even worry about it. It's not gonna be serious. You're just gonna one day wanna put fish flakes on your food and like wrap your hair around a bee in order to catch a fish. Yeah, and that's fine. That's just and that's and we're happen. okay with that. That's that's a price as, we're willing to pay. As the wife of this fly fisher says. They volunteered for this, so... That's right. She's like, no one made him do it, so clearly it's fine. 
that's the grounds for it is as long as it was their choice then whatever happens is completely fine i do also want to talk about when uh mr buddha house comes Mm -hmm. home his wife is uh distraught by him and Mulder and Scully show up and she's just screaming that's not him that's That's not not him him. that's not my husband that's not him they did something to him and what it turns out is is that they just erased part of his memory and not even part of his memory that relates to her just (laughs) his memory that relates to piloting like he remembers their kids names he remembers football games gotta keep that sport knowledge Um, Make sure not to get that one in there when you delete the brain. (laughs) The only thing he doesn't remember is things um, about piloting, but she is so afraid of him that she like backs against the wall screaming, just like she's in a Hitchcock movie. And she's like, don't come near me. It's not him. It's not him. And it is him. He's just having some slight memory problems. I thought that that was strange as well, because also wouldn't she just be worried? Like, wouldn't, why is she afraid of him? I would just be, clearly, I don't know, I guess she could tell something's off, and she, you know, I don't know how she is this much affected by the piloting stuff, but I feel like she should just be upset, and, like, want to help him, instead of, like, running from him as though he's going to hurt her. Like, I don't, yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't know about that. Her overreaction is a little over the top, I think. Especially for someone who was okay that he was eating fish flakes on his food. Like, she wasn't screaming then. <laughs> That's when I would scream. That, Same. for me, I would be out the house. Um, I would not feel safe in that home. Another thing that I, I want to be sure to talk about in this episode yeah. mm-hmm is Seth Green, who co-stars. Yes, absolutely. I was very excited when I saw his name in the title. And when he shows up, he has just very intense facial hair situation Mm, going on. Yes, he does. He has a really intense soul patch and very long hair. And I thought it made him look, I don't know how old he was in this. It was 1993. Um, but he is in Buffy years later, which I love when all the times I wasn't watching the X-Files, I was watching Buffy. (laughs) So six years later, he's in Buffy playing a high school student. Mm. Um, and in this show in 1993, he is also playing a high school student. And I feel like he looks older in 1993 (laughs) than he does years later. That's just how I feel about his facial hair. It's, it, it does completely change the face. Uh, I think. Uh, And I don't know if they were just trying to play up the, like, stoner aspect. So this is, like, what they envisioned what a stoner looked like in 1993. They were, like, obviously long hair. He's got to have a soul patch. Like, these are givens. This is what this guy looks like. They do go very hard in the stoner aspect. I would say (laughs) too hard. (laughs) It's like, well, they need it to be clear. There couldn't be a question around it. It's like, these dudes are high. They can't be trusted. Their, their eyewitness account, you know, it, it, it doesn't count because look how stoned they are. Yeah. 
they they're just extremely extremely stoned also seth green has a vespa that Mulder just pulls <laughs> out of his car he just put his vespa in the trunk and just pulls it out <laughs> yeah yeah he does i think one of my favorite moments um is after they talk with him again and Mulder shows him the picture of the UFO and is like, is this what you saw? And he's like, or is it was like, is this, is this, um, did you see something like this? And he's like, I saw exactly that. And then afterwards, Scully is like, well, you could have shown him a hamburger. It's like, all right. I don't like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that, that that's the, this is a very specific thing. Yeah. Also, he was eating a hamburger when he looked at the right. picture. So I think that he could so, actually tell the difference between a hamburger and what he saw. He definitely could. He definitely could. I also do love in that moment when um, Scully is like, Mulder, if I were stoned, and he's just like very excited at this prospect. He's like, oh, if you were stoned, what, what would happen then? <laughs> he's like, I feel like in that moment, he's thinking like, if I get you stoned, will you believe in aliens with me? Like, Oh yeah, he's so excited. He's like, I got this. I know, I know exactly what I need to do. I'm gonna get her now. Like, yeah. And then, like, two seconds later, she turns around and calls him crazy to his face. Which, like, I mean, he asked her to, and she's like, I don't know what you thought was gonna happen. Yeah. Later in the episode, Seth Green and the other stoner that is with him Mm -hmm. take Mulder to. Mm. basically just like they mention where they have seen UFOs before and they take him there to this hole in the fence that they crawled through to find it. And Mulder's going alone. Well, he's going yes. and he is like doing this knowing that he's in danger. Um, people have already accosted him, tried to beat him up, but he goes through the hole in the fence and then he turns around and looks at Seth Green and the other stoner and he's like, you're not coming? And it's like, Mulder, the... <laughs> These are two teenage kids. <laughs> yeah, like, they just get high and look at, like, weird spaceship flying around. Like, they're not <laughs> they're not here to, like, solve this whole mystery of whether or not there's extraterrestrials and UFOs being stored in this military base. Yeah, this dangerous mystery that you're going on. Yeah. After, they were all chased out together. And then I do, I, those kids do seem to know a lot, though. I, I will give them that. Like, they... If it weren't for them, I don't know that Mulder could have gotten as far as he did. No, he wouldn't have. And also, once he's going on his own... Yes, I know exactly what you're going to say. The two kids are like, oh, did we tell him about the landmines? <laughs> like, no, you didn't even mention any... They just said, don't go beyond, like, the tall grass. That was their big warning. But, like, yeah, the landmines it... skipped their mind. Like, they were like, no, it's mostly about the tall grass. Yeah, and they say don't go beyond the tall grass, and then it immediately cuts to Mulder walking through the tall grass. Well, of course, we knew he was going to go beyond the tall grass. And he walks 10 miles to this military base. How fast is he doing that? Because it's pretty impressive. Yeah, it doesn't give us a time span, but obviously in just one day, he walks 10 miles. I couldn't do it. No. (laughs) And then he ends up on this military base, and he's just out on the landing strip of this military base like he's so he's not trying to hide he's not at trying all. to hide anything he's just there and i don't 
know where he gets that level of confidence when it seems like his whole career people have been telling him that he's spooky and yet he's like I no one will have a problem with this I will do it you say it's confidence I would say it's maybe stupidity because Mm. within 10 seconds vehicles show up to grab him because like obviously they know he's there he's not trying to hide well I mean he does he sees a UFO first Let's not skip over that. No, it flies, it's very flies right over his head. Yeah, and that, again, when I watched this, I was like, oh, we're just really going right into this in this show, yeah. which is it's, that UFOs exist and are real. Yeah. We know that from the get-go. There's no build-up. Right. There's no question. We just know. Well, we have to know because otherwise we would question Mulder the whole time. And then he is just, like, this weird, spooky dude that, like, nobody should believe. But it's like, no, we know. And we're with him now. And he's seen it. And he's not crazy. He might be crazy. But he's got some evidence to back it up. But then, you know, of course, the guys come. They take him. They erase part of his memory. Yeah, they erase part of his memory. And... Um, uh, also, another part of this episode is that there is a journalist who ends up not being, not being a, a journalist. journalist. It's actually like a military, I don't know, agent or something that's um, keeping an eye on Mulder and Scully. Mm-hmm. But after Mulder has been taken, Scully is looking for him. Yeah. And this journalist shows up at their motel Um Scully finds out that he's not really a journalist because the radio in his car goes off asking for his location. And then Scully, mistake. Scully immediately breaks into his car with him standing right there and looks for she, his keys. She, she's she, ready to steal his car. She is not messing around. Like that whole, that whole scene and from then on out with Scully, she is like, I'm going to take your car. I'm going to hold you at gunpoint and make you take me to where I want to go. And there don't appear to be any consequences for this behavior. So I guess no, she did she the right full thing. On, yeah, she full on kidnaps him. Um, but they kidnap Mulder. So like she did what she had to do to get her man back. Yeah, that's true. And I did think when I saw this, I was like, oh, Scully's a badass. Okay, I get it. Yeah. I get why people love Scully. She, in terms of, I I don't know that I, I am super familiar with the way that women were portrayed on television shows in the early 90s. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like maybe Scully is a bit more of a badass than women were allowed to be at the time. I agree. I definitely agree. I think she was. I I don't, I, I, the only 90s shows that I can reference are like sitcoms. And so therefore I don't know like what other, like crime shows were doing at the time if it was like completely lacking of female leads but they also which obviously is the most frustrating part but like she's not sexualized really at all which is like usually I I don't know if we can say that when we just talked about her in her underwear (laughs) in episode one that's fair but like I said that one is like that's a one-off like she's not really walking around in her underwear and also it wasn't particularly sexy underwear it was just like some normal bikini style (laughs) okay well (laughs) but I feel like usually 
like <laughs> this is not based off of anything from the 90s but just in general like female leads are even if they're you know some sort of badass someone's trying to sleep with them and as we know she's probably sleeping with Mulder but they don't show it yeah and I think that does something yeah I agree I would agree with that I mean I'm only basing this off of two episodes but so far that's fair I'll try not to get ahead of myself (laughs) it's so difficult it's so difficult but in that scene when Scully has this guy at gunpoint has made him drive her to the military base to pick up Mulder Mulder comes out they let him go um Scully and Mulder again are are stealing this guy's car they just get in his car and drive away but before they do it this fake newspaper guy says to them I wrote it down because I thought it was funny (laughs) He says, everything you've seen here is equal to the protection we give. It's you who have acted inappropriately. Which is just such a, uh, I feel like it's like a vice principal energy. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like (laughs) that's something that would come over the intercom in a high school. Just like an old dude being like, it's you who have acted inappropriately. That's That's a really good point. He does have a a very interesting take on like what's going on here, but I I don't know. I I I disagree with him. I agree. I don't think that the military should be allowed to kidnap people and erase no. their memories. Yeah. Um, to me, like, that seems inappropriate. I agree. I I do think that Scully seems to be weirdly okay with with all of this. There's one point where she's like, isn't the government entitled to their secrets to protect blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, this is, this is, we're dealing with something new here. (laughs) Yeah. She's sending some mixed messages because she's like, you know, the military is not above the law, but also they are entitled to their secrets. (laughs) Their secrets. Yeah. But it's the whole, you know, perspective that people love to take of like, well, it's for the safety, but like the safety of of what the people i guess we the don't military know. because that's the secret they're not protecting their pilots that's for sure no that's true they really aren't i don't want to forget to mention that mm. at some point in this episode Mulder says where can i go to talk to people who have like seen UFOs or are into UFOs and then it cuts to a diner literally called the flying saucer Mm -hmm. and the waitress is giving him all this info about UFOs and UFOs that they've seen and it just made me wonder to work at that restaurant do you have to be into UFOs like is that part of the interview process of the flying saucer I think almost definitely I really do think so. It seems like that town in general, aside from, I guess, the people involved in the military, like, are very into UFOs, but I guess that's because they're probably seeing them all the time. Yeah, every night. that's what the base is. Like, they're the two stoner kids that come and watch it, this diner, and they're like, they, they, they think it is obvious like, they know that they exist, but, like, they are, they are seeing them a lot more than I think your average person is. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so then, I guess and, it, it's, it probably wasn't hard for that restaurant to find enough UFO enthusiasts no, to stay. It was easy. Yeah. That's like the given. They're like, this is going to be simple. And then I do, I do love that they like sell uh, their pictures of UFOs though. And of course that Mulder buys one. He's like, yes, obviously I'm going to need to be purchasing that. Yeah. They got to make that money. They got to monetize <laughs> those UFOs. I mean, they've got, they've got a decent amount of photos of them. That's true. They do. That woman also, I want to say, you know, seemed completely fine with the idea of a UFO being behind her restaurant. She's like, it just hovering. And it was there long enough that I thought I was going to have to serve them lunch. Like <laughs> she is, <laughs> she's like, oh God, just another customer. Like, <laughs> No, no concerns, not worried at all. Not really even excited. Like, you would think she would be excited about the prospect of serving the UFO lunch. No, not not even at all. I think that would change if it happened, though. Yeah, it probably speaks to how often she sees them. That's true. She's like, ugh, just another one of these. Ugh. I wish that that's what my life was like, uh, a constant UFO sightings. Yeah, you see them so often, you just get bored of them. That would be such a jump from where I'm at now. Hey, move I, to this town. I, I guess I should. I think if I find, like, a strange military base, because, like, this one is, like, not on the map, which is also a little questionable. Well, I'm sure any military base where they actually are flying UFOs, that's not going to be on the map. They're not going to write that down. I'm going to have to start searching. Well, what I could do is maybe find themed restaurants. Yes. And then somewhere within that, that radius, there's, there's going to be a strange military base. And that is where I will reside um, until I have seen enough UFOs to feel satisfied. Yeah, you just got to find the restaurants dedicated to UFOs, apply to work there, and then There's there you no go. There's no pause in this plan. Like, no, nothing can go wrong. No. I just, I mean, I'll admit, I, I don't know that I've, I've seen a UFO, and um, it makes me really sad. <laughs> I wish that I could, like, proudly claim and recall a story of even just a weird blinking light or not blinking or like hovering object or just anything similar but I'm always like no that's clearly a plane and I I don't have any doubts well it sounds like you just need to open your mind to the possibility more because maybe Maybe all those planes that you've seen have been UFOs. <laughs> all UFOs. I got to get on those flight trackers that people use because then you can immediately see if that's a plane or not. Exactly. But planes are like pretty obvious because they all look the same. Planes have the blinking light and usually apparently UFOs don't. Well, I think that you need to, whenever you're just looking at the sky, think about what Mulder would think. Because if Mulder saw a plane, I think he would think it was a UFO. I don't, I see, I disagree because I think that if he just went around claiming that everything in the sky was a UFO, then like he would really not have any credibility on this. 
Okay, well, this actually segues nicely into something that Mulder <laughs> says at the end of the episode. Okay, good. Mulder oh. is on a run. Um, mm-hmm. And before I talk about what he says, I just want to talk about how sweaty he is. Yeah, I have that note as well. <laughs> because <laughs> the sweat on his face is in such perfect, huge droplets. I just was, don't think like, that's normal. He was, he was sprayed with water and they thought that that looked okay. Yeah, and the water is just sitting on his face in a yeah. way that does not look normal. No, no, if anyone sweat like that, they should probably go see somebody about it because it's, and it's not like just the forehead, it's like his cheeks. Yeah, and his nose. And that's not, I mean, I don't think that that's right. <laughs> no, I don't either. But when he's there, the, I guess who we're now calling Deep Throat comes mm-hmm. to talk to him. Um, And one of the things that Mulder says is, he says, well, I think the Deep Throat guy asks him, like, how come you still believe in this, even though Mm -hmm. all evidence points to the contrary? Right. And Mulder says, all the evidence to the the contrary is not entirely dissuasive, which means, oh, it's just... (laughs) A thought process that I can't get behind, being that, like, all evidence points to this not being true. But you know what? That's not enough for me. It's not, because clearly people like the military are covering shit up. And he's seen an, I mean, first of all, he also, I guess it's at this point that he, like, says, he goes, I saw something, but they took it from me. But, like, he still knows he saw something, so I feel yeah. like they didn't erase enough of his memory. I wrote and then, that, too. I, how does he know that he saw something? I, he, it's just, like, a gut feeling, I guess. But then Deep Throat basically then confirms it and is like, yeah, it was a military UFO or whatever he calls it. Like, no, didn't have to really ask a lot of questions. He just needed to hear that Mulder will believe despite the fact that there's evidence to the contrary and then yeah literally he's he like they're here aren't they and deep throat is like yeah well they've always been here like duh Mulder. it seems like Mulder didn't really even need to go on this investigation because this dude already needed already knew what was going on like this dude could have just told Mulder, hey don't go here because yeah. it's military ufos but See, I was gonna, I was, I was about to jump on board with that and be like, yeah, if you just told him at the beginning when he warned him about this, but it's like if Mulder hears there's military UFOs, like he's gonna go to where that is, like. Yeah, that's true. He's because his his thing, and I think this is something that I'm I'm not quite sure I, how I feel about yet, but Mulder is insistent on like proving this existence and like stopping the government cover-ups and all this stuff it is not enough for him to just know that they exist he's like i need to expose it all and the world needs to know that there are aliens and it's like that's a big that's a big thing to take on yeah it's also like (laughs) why does the world need to know why do why do we need to know i I guess, I guess, it is probably because he thinks his sister was abducted by aliens, 
and he needs to connect these things and he needs other people to believe him. That's true. And he's probably thinking about the families of all the other people who have been abducted by yeah. aliens and giving them peace of mind, even though I don't think that would give them peace of mind. Like if I found out <laughs> no. someone I loved got abducted by aliens, I would not feel at peace. Yeah. It's like, what is better to like think that someone was abducted and then, I don't know, I guess either murdered and their body never found or like sold into human trafficking or aliens like which one helps you sleep at night because yeah i don't know that's a real it's a real sophie's choice i don't know if i could choose one of them i guess feels a little obviously one of them feels more tangible but one of them is like maybe we could find them and get them back and aliens is like well they're not on the planet anymore, so <laughs> right. shit out of luck unless you have access to a UFO. Yeah. He's a spooky guy, you know? He is. He's a spooky guy, and we love it. We love how spooky he is. I wish that someone had acknowledged how disoriented Mulder was when when he was returned from the military base because I think that they brushed over that this is like the last this is the last thing that I I want to point out here like his whole thing is like that the military is messing with these guys minds and Scully is like no it's just PTSD and then Mulder comes out and is like disheveled doesn't seem to be fully there and she's just like get in the car Mulder (laughs) yeah Mulder is it definitely seems like he just like had surgery and they released him on a bunch of like painkillers and medication which I think is what happened yeah (laughs) 100% what went down there he's he's not there it's like when somebody gets their wisdom teeth removed and then are like released into the world Mm. on a bunch of painkillers he's just like not interacting with the world in a normal way yeah and they're like whatever that's just that's just molder he's just being molder (laughs) (laughs) and then he very like innocently while they're driving away innocently asks to scully scully how did i get here (laughs) oh Well, Mulder, you had your memory erased. That's, that's clear. (laughs) I do wonder, like, how, was this, like, an insane thing in general to be on television in the 90s? Like, this is a lot of conspiracy theory, a lot of supernatural like, was it, were people just immediately on board? I would love, I could probably Google it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it was, like, particularly crazy subject matter. But I don't know how into aliens people were culturally at this time. True. Because this was... Like, there wasn't widespread access to the internet 
like we have now. So like if I wanted to at any moment look up UFOs and UFO encounters, I could do it. But like, unless you knew someone or it was like, you know, like Roswell, like a big national news story. I don't know that people were super, there were, I mean, there, there were, I'm sure there were people, but I don't think it was like a widespread. Yeah. I mean, unless you lived in a town with a diner called the Flying Saucer. Right. That would be really the only way that you would be into it. And we have proven that at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Well. Yeah, we did it. We did. That's episode two. At the end of each one, we are going to fully celebrate and they're going to get, we're going to be more and more excited with each celebration. Yes. Because the the longer we go, I think there's going to be some like dips at some point where we're like, this was a bad decision. We shouldn't have decided to commit to this. But I think, you know, we're going to rise back up again and and it's going to get exciting again. Yeah. And if you listen to this episode, especially if you listen to the first episode and then listened all the way through this episode. Second. Oh my God. Hey, thanks. Thanks for doing that. Thank you so much. That's just really, really kind of you. (laughs) It's really nice. You're being really nice to us. Very generous. But I do just want to point out that I have been going back and listening to the first episode's of a lot of podcasts that I like, or at least trying to. And what I have discovered is that a lot of first episodes of podcasts that are now well-established don't exist anymore because (laughs) (laughs) once they became popular, they went back and deleted them or re-recorded an intro being like, hey, we know this sucks, but it gets better. And I think what Alana is trying to say here is it'll get... (laughs) Yeah, look, we're learning. We've never this is a podcast before. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think that we announced. I think it was probably uh, abundantly clear that um we are new to this. This is I've never um I've never done this. I've never been a a, a guest on a podcast. Um, this is my first time speaking into the one of these cool little mics. Um, yeah, just to be clear to everyone, we bought. <laughs> We mics. bought mics. So if you thought that we were joking before, now you know that we're serious about this. We're serious. We don't know how to do it, but we're serious and we're trying. And that's really all you can ask for at this point. Agreed. Okay, well, Alana, thank you and congratulations to you. Thank you and congratulations to you, Leah. And as always, meaning as we said on the first episode, <laughs> and as we're saying on the second episode. Aliens, if you're listening, please come get us. We are scared. <laughs>